You gonna talk about beans again? No, we're not gonna talk about beans again. You almost done rubbing your face all over the mic? Dude, if you knew how good this felt and how many hours I've had to cut of me just rubbing my face all over the mic, I'm loving it. So true. Anytime I'm at or thinking about McDonald's, I'm loving it. Especially that catchphrase and how true it is. And I think that comes from it being in the present. Like, if it were past tense, I loved it. That would be good. But it doesn't explain how you feel about it now. And with the future tense, you will love it. That's a promise that you got to fulfill to people, as well as it almost sounding like a command. You will love it. Like something your parents would say to you. But that present tense, it keeps you actively engaged in the moment. If anything, it makes you a better person. I mean, what isn't to love? Okay, maybe the food shouldn't be eaten, and maybe some of the people going there shouldn't be people, and ordering things that shouldn't be ordered. But I'm still loving it. And I'm clearly not the only one, because there's such a colorful collection and array of people that are there loving it, just like me every time I go. Like, there'll be some guy that's obviously obese, even though he's in a car, and he's ordering something like no bun, or he wants the sesame seeds removed, or he wants diet soda with no ice. And then you have the mothers, because... Mothers love McDonald's, and there's always at least one anytime you go. And they always add another layer of love in it to anyone that gets to hear them order and listens, because they know that they got to take the time to really perfect every detail for every single one of their kids that all want something different. And they know that a corporation has the integrity to make sure that they will do anything and everything that they possibly can to food. So if you don't want mayonnaise and something that mayonnaise is in, they will use the mayonnaise extraction beam. I know because I used to work as a cook and I have used mayonnaise extraction beams. They're a real thing and not every place wants you to know about it. Same as menus are really just more of a suggestion. They're for the people that don't have the experience and ability. It's the same with like driving, like those lines on the road and traffic regulations. Like no one even knows what that word means. Regulations. Regulations. Like, Did you say regulations? That can't be a real thing or something that you have to like know about or follow exactly. So the other day, I'm not loving my life at the moment as much as I could. And I think of that phrase, and it makes me want to. And so I go, I'm waiting in line, I'm loving it. Other people in front of me 
getting clever and creative with the menu, loving it. And I realized that I'm not bringing anything home to anybody. I don't have anybody to share the experience with, except for maybe the people that are working. And I want to make sure that they're loving it too. So the car in front of me pulls forward. I pull up. They greet me and tell me to order whenever I'm ready. So I say, McHi, McHi would Mick like to Mick order some McNuggets, Mick, please. And then you got Mick stabbed with a Mick knife and a Mick dick, you Mick piece of shit, Mick motherfucker. How dare you say something like that to a person? Settle down there, tough guy. You don't have any more of a leg to stand on than Stephen Hawking. Or a body to slouch in a wheelchair or a jaw to jut to the side with your teeth sticking out between your oversized chap lips and your robot voice to slowly, dryly drag out everything you say. Wow. Great. Albert brought his hate for another episode. Settle down, you fart ticklers. If I had known you're all going to be such a ruckus bunch, I would have brought you in the same rucksack. I dragged Stephen Hawking's corpse here. Rusted wheelchair and all. But if this is just your way of trying to get introduced and recognized, fine. Let's do that now. Already mentioned, but for the sake of formality, we are joined by the lovely hate of Albert. About time, little bitch. I fought Martin Luther King. Sure you did. And to balance him out, we've got just a little bit of insecurity. Hey. Oh, yeah. I don't get to no, you any. don't. And, of course, like every week, joined by my asshole. Hearing a lot from that. I deserve to be here, and I have every bit as much of a right, if not more of a right than everyone else, to also have an introduction. Great. Look. Entitlement showed up. It's always wonderful to have entitlement. I'm so glad we have entitlement. Almost as glad as I was to just have stool stance. I don't know if that's an actual term or thing that happens, but this is at least the second time it's happened, where after sitting on this stool for X amount of time, when I go to stand up, it kind of is sort of still lodged between my thighs because of how I've been sitting and how in standing from said stance, it just makes the distance between my thighs more narrow, therefore clenching the stool rather than releasing it as I attempt to stand. Hi! Hi! Initially, I was just going to keep getting dumber and dumber and more and more of a terrible person. Until I finally got somebody to say something, to be a part of the show with me. But then, some things happened. First... I advertised last week's episode, and when you boost a post on Facebook ads, when you have a page like I do for the podcast, it'll put it on other people's streams, so they'll see it as like an advertisement, and 
I haven't gotten as much of a reach as I did this time, but this time it reached over a thousand people. And I thought that for sure this episode with a title like Kill Babies, and it had mention of like the political party I was launching, so to associate killing babies with a political party and to have it out and the same week that the debates were airing, I really thought that I might get some clicks, some new people following and listening, but even though it reached over a thousand people, still, nothing. Then trying to find some inspiration, I, of course, fell back on the comfort of Bill Burr and watched his episode of Hot Ones. And he's just such a cool dude. The way that he is able to balance out his rage, rants, and just being a good dude is awesome. It's so respectable. And in looking back on last week, I felt like I wasn't fully into the message I delivered and how I delivered it. There were some parts that I didn't fully like, but that's going to happen. Not every episode I make is going to be good, but it's going to be good for me and for whoever is listening and keeping up with it to experience the highs and lows of it, the natural dynamic that anything like this has. However, I did claim that I had taught you the word dumbfucked, and I didn't define it as I had intended to do. You might have gathered from context clues that it is the past tense of dumb fuck, but that's only one of the definitions. The other is something to the point that it's so dumb it's just completely fucked, either due to the amount of dumbness or the level of dumbness. Whatever is emanating or involved with said dumbness is completely fucked to the point of there's probably no saving it. And that's kind of how I've been thinking of society lately. Ba -ba 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 -ba! I'm loving it. And I keep trying to figure out what it is. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Have you ever thought, I need a box instructor, but you didn't know where to look for a box instructor? I need a box instructor. Where do I look for a box instructor? Well, now you can look for a box instructor on boxinstructor.com. That's right, boxinstructor.com, where we have, you guessed it, box instructors. Wow, I guess I can finally find a box instructor. That's right, you can find a box instructor on boxinstructor.com. Just go to boxinstructor.com. That's box, B-O-X, instructor, I-N-S-T-R-U-C-T-O-R, dot com, dot C-O-M. Do I think you're a fucking idiot and a terrible person? Would I be talking to you this way if I didn't? Do you need a box instructor? A box that instructs you, or instructions for a box, or box instructing, box instructions, obstructing instruction, box... We know what we're doing to you! But I really just don't know what could be causing people to be this way. I mean, just the other day I saw this app, it was 
the modern future app from the past. And I thought about it. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And then there were these advertisements for this other app called Murder Me, which apparently it's an app where you get murdered. And then there was this one that was my favorite because it was a religious hospital, St. Anthony's Religious Hospital. And they don't believe in medicine because they believe in God. So it's 100% prayer to heal hospital. And I found that incredibly inspirational. But then I looked up one of the videos and one of the doctors was just like, dear God, I wish this person would go to the hospital. Please God, tell this person to go to a real hospital. Well, I mean, I've got all these guests here. Maybe we can open up a discussion and try to ask each other some questions to figure things out. Hey, ask me some questions. Who the fuck do you think you are? I'm Albert. I guess the Alpha Albert. Next question? I'm Alpha. Not a question. I fought MLK. No, you didn't. Did you fight MLK? Dude, no, and neither did you. Hey, guys. It's me, Sadness. I brought Silly with me, too. God damn it, no. Not this many emotions. You can't have emotions. They're not people. I can't have just all these emotions flying around on the show. It's not the same thing as having guests. So I'm going to have to send you guys to timeout. Oh, shit. Sylvester's still over there. System processor overloaded. System component temperatures overheated. System shutting down. Engaging emergency objective Albert. Many a time I've pondered that quandary. Objectivity. Am I capable of it? Is any person capable of it? Or even past the emotions and the biases and the perceptions and the flawed evolutions? Is there still something that just this physical form is not able to perceive or interact with system restored so like true objectivity is about as realistic as like enlightenment it's more just like an instantaneous mindset and although there may be possibilities for maintaining or at least extending the experience, it's not intended to be a continuous natural state. It's a practice. It's figuring out how to find it as often as possible, like all the other things, the emotions and life and people and all the values and moralities and all the stuff that we do as people. That's all any of it is. 
is just figuring out how to cycle through with balance and dynamic in gray worlds and just keep things going. But yo, seriously, you guys, happy Mental Health Awareness Day. It was October 10th, Saturday, so yesterday, for you guys listening to this now. So, like, Annie should have written a song, like, yesterday instead of tomorrow. And fuck her, by the way. Just fucking, there was something about her that was just awful. But seriously, the mental health thing, uh, the suicide supply store would be a booming now, and if anybody needs a noose, I still got mad noose skills, and I would be more than happy to tie one, but I'm not going to go out of my way and like buy rope for people, so if you ever want me to tie a noose, you got to supply the rope yourself, but I hope you guys have good mental health, and the people in your life do, or well enough that you're able to maintain some semblance of a somewhat enjoyable life, or you're somehow getting through despite all that. You got some weird thing happening internally that's going to manifest later in either some crazy medical enigma fucking phenomena or whatever, or maybe you'll do like some cool out-of-the-blue creative life event kind of thing like you'll suddenly switch career paths and do some extraordinary thing with said switch or maybe we're all just so fucking jumbled up messes and even if we're not we're so constantly surrounded and bombarded by all this bullshit these days that a little bit you're kind of getting chipped away at and worn down by just being surrounded by fucking shit stained people like No matter how put together you try and be, no matter how many times you try and find your zen in peace and do the right good things, it just doesn't always work out. And sometimes it even makes it worse. Sometimes you really go above and beyond when you're hurt and overextended and don't have the resources to do it. And you somehow find and somehow pull out of yourself the ability to do the right thing. And you don't want to because... You've done it so many goddamn times, and you know how it often turns out where it just doesn't seem or feel like the right thing, even though you know that it is, and you just really don't want to go through that again. You feel like you can't take another blow in any sense, let alone one where you had to summon some fucking energy like this to finagle together a last-ditch effort to maybe make something good, or at the very least, just fucking right and it still didn't. It still didn't come through or work out. Or it, it did. It was. It was right, but it wasn't good. Nah, it it was good, but it wasn't good for you. Medical meditation, mandated mediation, malignant maleficent manifestation, a fabricate existential performance interaction. Captured internally, an escape act of non-magical variety to do the same, act the same, feel the shame, feed the flame, deepen pain, dampen pain, for sound escape. Out this windowed soul with no foundation, cracks creeping, forming lines around that mouth and eyes, running rivers through ridges of wrinkled brain, nose turning up, a look cast down. Lumps of meat. 
Fork two paths, mirrored for what five, six lives the river falls and forms as water dances shape. Sound sleeps, absent observation, forced betrayal of perception, betrayal, coerced inception, disingenuous recollection, using damned, decaying flesh to animate infinite energy the way oxen and wood feed fire, feasting flames, languid tear desire as human spirit spurts, cackled, crackled, gasps, grasps, human entrails on trial. Since we're on the topic of mental health, I'd like to bring up something that's, I think, very beneficial for mental health, and it's three letters. D-M-X. <laughs> yeah. I recently remembered how much his music just, like, makes me happy and gives me energy. I don't know why, but it does. I really wanted to read the lyrics for Where the Hood At for you guys, and possibly interpret them, but I would have to use a word that right now isn't the best time for me to be using that word or expressing my beliefs about that word. Because despite my privileged life, I'm actually not that entitled. And somebody actually asked me if I'd covered entitlement yet. And yeah, we've touched on it a bit here and there, but I really do want to get into probably like a full episode about entitlement. That shit has gotten so out of hand. It's so present in so many parts of our culture, and we're going to have to start doing stuff about it soon, because if not, it's going to create, I think, some really difficult damage to repair. I think it's going to take a long time to repair it, because I think it's been building for a long time. So we're going to do that thing where I mention a thing that I want to talk more about, and then... You know, another 10 seasons, 10 seasons, 10 episodes go by, and it's still just bouncing around in my fucking Forrest Gump brain. But we will, we will hit on it. I was already like halfway into this episode, and then today I had a bunch of other ideas of things like that that I felt like we could really spend a lot of time on. And I thought maybe we could do a longer episode, but I think we're going to have to build up to that, right? Like, I can't just all of a sudden do a 40-minute episode on you guys. It's going to feel long, and it's not going to be fun. I had an idea for the passion, too. What I would do with this story if it were mine to make instead of Mel Gibson. I would do a prequel. I would do, like, Young Jesus, and he'd be getting bullied. Kids would walk by and shove him and say stuff like, Hey, Jew boy, what are you going to do? Tell your dad? Oh, wait, I'll tell him for you. And, like, get down on their knees and be like, Dear God, why is your son such a fag? And then there would like subtly be miracle whip references. Like Jesus on top of the carpentry, like he'd be really into making himself sandwiches. Because, you know, the bread thing, he would have had to eat a lot of sandwiches. That's why he did the bread thing. So in between his carpentry, when he's got to get carbs and stuff to fill up so he has the energy to make all his carpentry stuff. Jesus is making sandwiches, and that's when he comes up with, like, the idea for Miracle Whip, and he doesn't fully have the idea until it's, like, too late, and he's getting whipped, and then he's, like, thinking about, like, all the miracles he did and stuff, and then they hang him on the cross, and so he's just, like, thinking about Miracle Whip as he dies. Another special date is coming up. October 20th was when I did 
my first stand-up five minutes. I've been thinking about that again. How much things have changed since then. I'd like to think that at least my writing process is a little bit better. And... Yeah, I think the jokes are structured a little bit better. Not quite to where I would want them to be just yet, but it's fun to look at how much has happened in a year, even though it wasn't the way that I wanted things to happen. I was working on my next five minutes, and I was looking forward to getting to trying out different places that I could try open mics and try different material and see what different audiences were like, and the whole experience of the comedy thing. And instead, I didn't get to do that or the little bit of things that I normally like doing. Instead, I just stopped doing everything because the world shut down. But I guess that happens sometimes, and it's okay. I mean, this really doesn't change too much for me. And that's not me just trying to be optimistic. There are times I feel kind of trapped in and like I want to do something. And there are definitely times when I feel even more inactive and depressed than I usually am. So I'm just spending entire days in front of the TV in bed could be worse. But honestly, I think this was a really good way for me to start and to develop and to imagine what I might want to do going forward and to find out if I really do want to do this. And I do. I've enjoyed what I've done with the year I have enjoyed the three months of the podcast, and I feel good about what I've done so far. I feel good about this episode. I thought this was a fun episode. I mean, I'm loving it, but I am. I like these episodes where they kind of take their own natural path, and even though there are parts that I want to put in, some of them just don't fit, and I have to pull them back out, and we save them for another day going forward. But as for this one, it's done. 